Podcast. Recorded live at the MyMac.com studios. It's your host, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. It's Thursday, the 10th of March, 2005. I am Tim Robertson. And I'm Chad Perry, and this is the MyMac.com Podcast. And it's uh, another week and another podcast, and... uh, Last week we had a contest, and we actually have a winner this week, Chad. Yes, our winner with the correct responses was Jeffrey Miller from Chambersburg, PA. So, Jeffrey, congratulations, and you'll be having a set of Fidelity One speakers from Rogers Sound Labs coming to you. Nice job, Jeffrey. We had about, geez, it's about 35 uh, entries, Mm. and none of them were correct except for Jeffrey's. So that's, that's kind of surprising, really, because... Out of 35 Mac heads that listened to those little clips of commercials last week, only one person got them all correct. Yeah. We'll get more into the contest, and we'll actually give uh, let you guys know what was what. We'll play the entire commercials and, uh, and uh, tell you what the uh, clips are from a little later in the show. But uh, right now, let's uh, get into a little bit of what? What do you want to call it? Mac news? Yeah, just the latest and greatest what's going on in the Mac world. Uh, one of the neat things that I saw posted at news.com was that Sony has confirmed that the PSP, PlayStation Portable, will connect to the Macintosh and PCs, but we don't care about the PCs part. <laughs> um, I, I think this is really, really a cool um, development, and it really does show that I think in the future Apple and Sony are going to be working more closely together. Mm. Um as popular as the iMac or the uh, iPod is right now, and it is, it's extremely popular. Right. The PSP, I don't think is going to be as popular. I don't even think it's going to be close. However, it is going to be extremely popular, mm-hmm. at least with the gamers. And the potential is there. It plays movies. You can have picture shows. Mm-hmm. Just all kinds of stuff that you can do with the PSP. I want to buy one myself. I think they're right. going to run. Around two hundred bucks, I think. Right. Maybe a little bit yeah. more, a little less. You know, we'll see how it happens. But uh, to be able to connect it to your Mac and uh, share information—that's going to mm-hmm. be—that's a big draw. You know, right. you, you you have a, a mini, a Mac Mini, uh, iPod Mini, and the PSP all together. Those are mm-hmm. three tiny little gadgets. Ele- yeah, the, the, and they're so small. Right. And look at the power you could have right there, and mm-hmm. really a very small footprint on your desk. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Now, recently we've been seeing some articles about uh, Sony and possible competition with the iPods, with the MP3 players. How does this work into that, do you think? Well, Sony's not going to give up easily on the portable stereo. I mean, a lot of people like to say, well, they invented it. Well, no, the Walkman didn't invent carrying around your music with you. Right. It just basically made it popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sony really came into the game late. They didn't even support MP3 playback on their portable hard disk players mm-hmm. until just recently so they're really behind on the game it's going to be a, a big catch-up battle for them and, mm-hmm. and their new models and uh let me pull up the website so i can be a little bit more more direct with it yeah, yeah. i know it, uh we're going to uh engadget.com which is where uh, one of the articles popped up on that yeah, I've got to go back a couple days, right? Which isn't too big of a deal. Ah, I went too far. But yeah, Sony is not going to give up on. Uh, and actually, 
their newest release really isn't competing with the full-size iPod. It's going after the shuffle. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of what they're... Yeah, and that's what I had read, is that the, the size of these, the, the first device is going to be about the same size as the iPod shuffle, and it's actually going to have a, a, dis- a scrolling display screen on it as well. And then there's also talk of a second device, which is going to run on uh, AAA batteries. It's going to be a round device is what what it was described as and that's supposed to have about uh 50 hours of play time which is one of the things i think sony's going to try to push is the fact that these devices will actually have a longer battery life and play time than uh the ipods do they are the sony's new network washman walkman flash players they are the nw-e505 you know you would think sony would take a clue from apple and even iRiver at this point, and stop naming their product these goofy NWE505 and EW507. Just give it a name. Yeah. You know, the Sony Walkman Next or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Capitalize on the Walkman brand name. Yep. But they keep throwing all this other crap in there. But mm. regardless, the NWE505 is a 512 megabyte, and the other one is 1 gig, so... Those specs are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Let's see. The 405. It's going to get compared to the shuffle. All four players have three line organic electroluminescence displays, up to 50 hours of battery life. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And this, the market price for these are asking basically 130 bucks for the base model. Which is thirty dollars more than the low shuffle, right? One hundred and eighty for the mid range, again, one hundred and fifty for the top, and then there actually is there's one on top of that. That's the one gig model, I believe, and that's asking price of two hundred bucks. Yeah, but that one comes with a built-in radio too. Yeah, which is nice. I, but honestly, I, I think number one, if Sony wants to compete with Apple, they're late out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Number one. The devices aren't as attractive. They look like a little piece of shiny crap, which is nothing unusual for Sony. Mm-hmm. And they're $30 more. I mean, what, what do you get for the extra 30 bucks? Realistically, nothing. Well, a little display. But. It, who cares? It's so right. small that you, know, you just throw it in your pocket. The whole point mm-hmm. of the shuffle is you shuffle your songs, you put it in your pocket, and it just plays whatever. Yeah, plus you, know, you load the songs you want on there so you know you're going to hear something you like. But, yeah, I, I think it's... Uh, it's something that Sony is definitely not going to give up on, but regardless of them kind of at odds when it comes to that in the marketplace, mm-hmm. I do think that Sony and Apple really are working together with a lot of synergy mm-hmm. as far as future products. You're going to see a lot more. Mm-hmm. In fact, Apple really is working with a lot of other manufacturers right now. Mm-hmm. Look at Motorola. they got that new cell mm-hmm. phone coming out, the mm-hmm. iTunes phone. Yep. No one knows what it looks like, at least as, as, when we're recording this, but... Um, it's just another example of Apple taking their technology mm-hmm. to another company and profiting from it. Well, I think it just carries through what we're seeing in a lot of other uh, industries, too, as a strategic partnerships where companies aren't looking to buy each other out anymore, basically, because they don't want to pay the capital and they don't want to go through the hassle. And a lot of times those mergers don't work very well. So essentially each company gets to keep its own corporate culture but gets to benefit from the other's experience in some way or another. And I think that's, that's what we're going to see probably with Apple and Sony. I think Sony's going to benefit from Apple's designs and uh, their ability to actually bring technology to the average guy and make it workable for for, for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. Another big story that was going around was that uh, <laughs> it's 
kind of funny. Apple stock went down because someone came out and said, "Well, we think the uh, the subscription-based music services are going are going to cut into Apple's iTunes music business." And of course, it hasn't happened yet. But uh, this is from a Yahoo.News story. Mm-hmm. Let's see. It says uh, Jupiter Research Analysis. David Carr expects that by 2009. Subscriptions will outpace downloads. Subscriptions are a great thing for real fans because you get access to a lot of music. Its appeal is it's on demand. As long as you keep paying, it's all there, he said. You know, my my question is, who paid this guy? Right. What kind of music fan wants to perpetually have to pay for their music every single month with a gun to your head? If you don't pay, you don't get to listen to this music anymore. Yep. I mean, I just don't get that. Well, and this carries through the discussion we had when we had we had uh, Tad Sheeler on as a guest, and we talked about the the, uh, prescript, the subscription music versus the pay-as-you-go music. And I think, once again, when I buy music, it's because I want to hear it, and I want to hear it again and again. Yep. Well, this guy was actually talking about that Apple will eventually offer a subscription service via iTunes. And that may be possible. I mean, you may see Apple doing... You know, either subscription or pay as you go, or a little bit of both. You know? I can see both. I can't see Apple ever going to a pure subscription yeah, I, service. I, I can't see them forcing people to subscribe to no, iTunes. No, as popular as the iPod is, no one wants to spend fifteen bucks a month to keep the music on there. Right. And you know, here's the thing. Yes, you can have what hundred thousand songs on it now. I don't even mm-hmm. know what it is. It's just an ungodly amount right. on the iPod. And that's an appeal for a subscription service to download all the music you ever want. Mm-hmm. And, but how many of those are you actually going to listen to? I mean, mm-hmm. most people, let's be honest, most people like a core group of songs that they listen to over and over and over. And mm-hmm. eventually some of those songs move off of your playlist as new right. ones come in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who, who the heck wants to download 15,000 songs, hit it on shuffle, and listen to something different every single time? Nobody does. Right. That's what the radio is for. Exactly. The whole appeal of the iPod is it's your music. Mm-hmm. You listen to your music in the order that you want via playlists. Yep. As a subscription, you can download all this crap. So what? It, you know, I I think a lot of these uh, research analysis really I don't know what they do. I mean, because <laughs> they don't they don't use common sense. And here's the thing, though, this guy, a couple years down the road, no one will ever go back and look at what he predicted was going to happen. Mm-hmm. No one's ever going to call him out and say, you know, you were wrong on this. And yet, this guy still has a job of predicting this crap, which can adversely affect a company's stock because of his retarded analysis. So, well, but part of it, I think, is also just the herd mentality. I mean, that's a knee-jerk reaction Mer- by people. In, yeah, by people in the stock market who aren't looking at the real strength of, of what Apple brings to the table. Well, no one ever accused the uh, stock market people of of having a lot of intelligence. That's so. true. All right, let's do a commercial, and then when we come back, we have a new feature that we're going to... Uh, you want to talk, tell them a little bit about the yeah, new feature? Yeah, it's called the Not Mac Fact, and basically... Chris, not Mac News. Not Mac News? Not Mac News. Oh. In other words, Mac it's news. news, but it's not real news. But you'll hear all about it in just a minute, and uh, let's hear a word from Small Dog Electronics. Yep. Most websites are only there for you to buy something. Buy, buy. Save, save, save. At smalldog.com, well, they're happy if you buy something, but that's just half the story. 
Take a walk around smalldog.com and you'll find the inside scoop on Mac products and lots of helpful how-tos for beginners and experts alike. Digital photography and graphic design, music and sound, small business and more. From iTunes to inkjets, Apple to Ziff. Smalldog.com so you can love your Mac more. High technology at low prices. Smalldog.com And once again, thanks to our sponsor, Small Dog Electronics, for that wonderful commercial. And if you guys are looking for some Mac gear, make sure you head over to smalldog.com and uh, take a look at what they've got for sale. All right, now it is time for a new feature. This should be a reoccurring weekly feature. From we certainly hope so. MyMac.com columnist Chris Siebold. It's called Not Mac News. In other words, don't take any of this seriously because it's not true. But if you do take it seriously, make sure you tell a lot of people these rumors. <laughs> and we'll see how far it spreads. Let's see how long this takes to show up on some rumor sites or a news site that it's actually going to happen. Okay, Chris, take it away. The Not Mac News. Sources inside Apple Computer revealed today that the biggest change in Tiger will not be the addition of widgets or the advanced search technology spotlight. Instead, the programmers at one infinite loop are agog over the new default system sound. Not MacFact was able to obtain a copy of the new sound file and is pleased to share it with our listeners. The sound has been dubbed walking, and the current feeling is that the Mac has to have more walking. Baby. Fictional sources also noted another major change in the upcoming operating system revision. Tiger will have the ability to run the most popular versions of spyware, adware, and viruses. Reaction to this news has been mixed in the Mac community. An Apple spokesperson defended the decision by noting that those represent some of the most popular applications on the Windows platform and therefore they maintain Apple is only reacting to consumer demand. That's it for this week's Not Mac News. I'm Chris Siebold. And that was a Not Mac News segment from Chris Siebold. I think you did a great job, Chris, and we look forward to more from you. Yeah, and, and it's real nice to know that Apple is finally going to allow these programs that's never been allowed on a Mac before to run all these viruses and, and spyware and, and adware. And adware That's and fantastic. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of spyware and adware, I mean, you had a little experience with that this week, didn't you? Well, not necessarily with those programs themselves, but uh, I did have to spend a couple hours at Dell.com and ordering my wife a new computer, mm. which is always a treat. And uh, honestly, shopping at Dell.com was a pretty pleasant experience, to be honest. I mean, they, they've got a... Uh, a nice setup website. It was very easy to find, to navigate, to add and subtract stuff. Mm -hmm. I got her a 3 gigahertz machine with a gig of mm -hmm. RAM, um, Windows XP Home Edition, DVD, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. The monitor is basically free. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's an all right machine. She's happy with it. It's a lot faster than the old yeah. Pentium 2 that she was using. <laughs> um, so this is to support stuff that she's doing at work? Yeah, when she brings work home, it's in Visio, it's in... Microsoft Project. Yeah. yeah, and so she really has to have a PC, and I think I've made her suffer long enough with the old Dell that she was using. <laughs> You've probably heard stories about that. Yeah, yeah, I remember she was telling me that uh, 
and the time it took her to open up her web browser, she could play two or three hands of uh, solitaire. Yeah, but that's her two, two or three hands of solitaire. <laughs> I mean, she's really good at solitaire. She can fly right through. I'd, I'd be like on the second stack on one game, and she'd mm-hmm. be done with the whole game. So, But yeah, she just needed a new computer, so I went and I got her one. Um, and I thought, well, four ninety nine for this computer, that's mm-hmm. the same price as a Mini, so what's mm-hmm. the difference? Well, by the time you add anything to the Dell that you really need, it it starts out at 256 megs of RAM. That's not enough. I mm-hmm. bumped that up to a gig. Um, she needed more than just a CD-ROM. She needed one that's going to burn disk and mm-hmm. read DVDs. You add that in there. Um, by, by the time everything was all said and done, even with free shipping, second day free shipping, Mm-hmm. It was eight hundred bucks. Yeah. So unfortunately, we've got a seventeen-inch CRT monitor that's just sitting there right now, not doing anything because mm-hmm. she already had the nineteen-inch monitor, mm-hmm. and that one works just as good. So yeah. why step down to a seventeen-inch just because mm-hmm. it's brand new? So we've got a free monitor sitting there. I don't know what to do with yet. So uh, speaking of new computers by mail, what else did you get recently? Mm, you mean the mini? Yeah. Well, this is a little bit of. The Mac Mod video news. We'll actually post some pictures up on the show notes. So go to mymac.com, take a look at the show notes for this podcast, and you will find pictures for our new Mac Mini and monitor. Yeah, this is just so you guys know that by the end of the next build, which is we're still not going to talk about, except there's going to be a next build, you're going to know that the system we put in there actually ran before we put it in there. Yeah. <laughs> that we didn't break anything and have to replace it. There was nothing special done, no magic tricks, no camera tricks to make you think that well yeah, we we're, broke we're something. Not, <laughs> we're not we're not destroying an iBook like we did last time. No. Um, and honestly when we did the iAtari Mac, the Atari twenty six hundred, you know how easy that would have been if we'd have had a Mac Mini. Yeah, we'd have been done in a day. Oh it would have done in a couple minutes. <laughs> oh it'd have been awesome. But unfortunately the Mac Mini didn't exist a year ago and No. We may do and honestly I think it made for a better build as far as the complexity yeah. and, and everything that we had to go through to get it done. But this time we're gonna start right, we're gonna use a Mac Mini. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not gonna be as powerful as a PowerBook or a um, a G5, right? But for what we're going to build, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. So the Mac, next Mac mod, you know for a fact already, it's going to be a Mac Mini, and this Mac Mini has 512 megs of RAM, it has AirPort, and it also has Bluetooth. Yep. And we're using a Samsung 17-inch TFT flat panel monitor. And all that courtesy of the folks at TechServe. Thanks a lot, TechServe.com, for the next Mac mod video. That well, geez, when are we going to start filming that? Well, my uh, required project for my lovely spouse is almost complete, so we can actually start doing a little more research into <laughs> how we're going to lay this out. That was the requirement prior to moving on to the next Mac mod. I had to do a couple home projects before we could get released for a new contract doing another Mac mod. Which would be cool. We talked about the contest earlier. Yep. So uh, let's hear the name of the winner again. The name of the winner was... Jeffrey Miller from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Congratulations, Jeffrey. Congratulations, Jeffrey. Um, What we're going to do, what's Jeffrey get for his winning answers, Chad? Jeffrey gets a Fidelity One speaker system from Roger Sound Labs. Roger Sound Labs was uh, putting up the prize this week. It's a real nice sound system. I reviewed it. Um, We're going to have that sent out to his Chambersburg, Pennsylvania address within the next few days. Yep. And that will come directly from Roger Sound Lab, Jeffrey. So uh, I'm going to stop calling you Jeffrey now. I'm going to call you Jeff. 
Because um, probably your mother only calls you Jeffrey. That's probably or his wife. His wife is Margie. Ah. I know that only because his return email address is Jeff and Margie Miller. Ah. So, anyways, Jeff, you are the winner. Um, before I give the answers to what they were, I'm just going to go ahead and play the full commercials so all the listeners can hear where our contest last week came from. All the little bits. I think we ought to play the actual contest from last week so they can hear it and then pull the, play the whole thing. Yeah, we can do it back to back. Okay. Here is the contest from last week that Jeff won. A super fast, super quiet, super computer. But the remarkable thing isn't just what it can do. It's what it can become. Because the entire Pentium Notebook world has just been flattened. You are about to witness a revolution in high-performance technology. So that was our contest last week. And, uh... 35 people entered, and, and or only around one 35, and Jeff was the only one to uh, correctly identify what each product Apple was advertising for those little sound clubs. Now let's go ahead and listen to the full commercials of each so everybody knows what they came from. Here is the answers. Ooh, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yeah. And we're talking about... Power Max G4 Cube. Super quiet. Super computer. Super computer. An 8 inch cube. Now available in a 6 inch box. <laughs> Apple licensed some good music for their commercials. It can talk to yeah. computers. Here's the second question. It can talk to fax Second commercial. It can talk. Anybody? I know Jeff it knows the answer out there. And Chambersburg. It's in your business. It fits in your life. But the remarkable thing isn't just what it can do. It's what it can become. And how much it will cost you. Introducing PowerBook Duo. That's right, the old Duo. And coming up, the third commercial. There's a time and a place for subtlety. Didn't they use this commercial of the sound in, like, old Spy Hunter video games? Yep, this is the theme from Johnny Gunn. As a matter of fact, that's Henry Mancini. Has just been flattened. Not doing the announcements. That's Richard Dreyfuss doing the announcements. The music is Henry Mancini. And of course, this is. What is it, Richard? Tell us. Okay, it was the PowerBook G3. <laughs> you are about to witness a revolution in high-performance technology. I don't know the guy who does this voice. Yeah, it will take your breath away. And it's not the American Express card. Your imagination. In your pocketbook. Macintosh Quadra, the most powerful Macintosh ever. Well, 
I don't know about ever. ever. <laughs> Maybe ever up until that point, well, but sure. not ever, ever, because, I mean, we've got a mini sitting over there. We'll run rings around it, and you could fit, fit about 10 of them inside the Quadra 950 case. Yeah. You know, I actually have a Quadra 950 in my basement. Really? Yeah, I, I would get rid of it, but it weighs so much that I have to literally tear up floorboards to get it out <laughs> of my basement. It's so big. It actually has a key that you have to turn to start it. A key. Really? Yeah. Well, basically, it was because if it was in a work environment, you could turn it off, pull out the key, and no one could come around and mess with the computer. Yeah. At least that was the uh, the old-fashioned way to lock things out. Yeah. yeah. So those were the uh, the winning answers for the very first MyMac.com podcast, the Apple Quiz. And Jeffrey will <laughs> receive again the uh, the Fidelity One speaker system from Roger Sound Labs. Go to our show notes. There will be a link to the uh, Roger Sound Labs and what Jeff won. And we have good news. If you wanted a pair of those speakers, you're going to have another chance. Next week, as a matter of fact, we're going to do the Apple quiz once again. Ooh. We're not going to do it every week. No. And uh, next week, once again, we're going <clears> to <throat> give away another pair. Um, Jeff, I'm going to say Jeff is still eligible. Yeah? Yeah, why not? I mean, he won these, and if he wins, wins the ones... That wins. we're offering for the next contest. Wins the ones. Wins the ones we're offering for the next contest. Yeah, that just doesn't sound right, though, does it? Wins the ones. Well, that's that's correct English. Dude. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Jeff, if you want to enter again, be my guest. If you get two pair of speakers, that's entirely up to you. I'm sure your wife will love all these little bass speakers everywhere. <laughs> Anyways, we're at about 25 minutes into this podcast. We got any other pressing things we really should go into? Oh, I will say this. And this is important, um, if you're a regular listener, these podcasts are going to sound a lot better, starting with the very next podcast, if all goes well. Yep, hopefully we'll be getting some new audio equipment, and uh, we will sound even clearer than we do right now. Right now we're using one tiny little USB microphone, sitting knee-to-knee, talking to you, and uh, doing all the recording in GarageBand. Next week, we're actually going to use some really nice... Actually, two microphones, and uh, they're around three hundred fifty bucks. So mm. these microphones are definitely going to be a, a huge improvement for us. Yep, and that will be starting next week. I know that they're coming because I'm tracking it through UPS right now, and it says the ship date or the uh, date it should be with us is Friday. So oh, outstanding! That will be cool. So hopefully, this is the very last podcast with crappy sound. Probably won't <laughs> be honestly. I mean, if something comes up and you know, I want to do an interview, and I, I don't have access to the mics if I leave them here at uh, the uh, Studio West. East. East. Your Studio East, I'm Studio West. Correct. Okay. And and I guess that would make Chris Seabold Studio South. Yes. Okay. we got to find someone in Canada to, to do these for us. They could be Studio North. Well, I could ask one of my uh, nieces or nephews. So. There we go. Uh, next week, we're going to have another Not Mac News. Yep. Another contest, which will be, once again, commercials. Four or five, I might make it a little more difficult. You know, I could do the iPod ones, but the problem is it's just music. There's, like, no talking. It's just that well, goofy... Well, all you have to do is play Vertigo, and everybody's not going to know And whip it out, or whatever the hell that is. What does it say? Is it whip it out? What? Or jerk it out. Oh, jerk it out. And yeah. I jerk it out. I'm like, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> what, what, what's the rating on this commercial here? I don't hear about jerking something out. In closing, it looks like the creator of uh, Linux, 
Linus Torvalds is actually a Apple Macintosh user, or is he not? Not really. He got a free, uh, however he gets free stuff, a uh, dual 2 gigahertz G5 machine. And uh, even though it looks like a Mac, it's actually not. It is run in Linux. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting story. I don't know where I pulled that up from. I think it was from uh, ZDNet. Yes, mm. ZDNet was the... Uh, I put a link on the show notes, so if anybody's interested in hearing about that or reading about it, that's where you'll go. And the last little bit of news, PowerPage.org is uh, once again getting into the rumors business. This time they're saying they're, that Apple is developing a new Palm Top Mac. This is this is the rumor that comes around, I don't know, every four months or so. You know, oh, Apple's new PDA this, Apple's new PDA that. You hear about it all the time, and it's, it hasn't happened since they killed the Newton. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. So we'll see what happens. Yep. If anybody could pull it off, Apple's probably the only company out there that could revitalize the, the Palm type Palm uh, top PDA market. Yeah. market and really make it fresh and new again. At the end of our podcast here, we'd like to thank Chris Seabold for the Not Mac News. Yep. Small Dog Electronics for the sponsorship. Thank you, smalldog.com. Rogers Sound Labs for the for donating the uh, winning prize for Jeff. And uh, next week we will have another Mac quiz with uh, your chance to win another set of speakers. From Rogers Sound Labs. That's right. And lastly, if you guys want to contact us, you can email Tim Robertson at tim at mymac.com. Or Chad Perry at chadperry at mymac.com. If you want to send an MP3 file... For playing during the podcast, send it to mymac.com at gmail.com. And with that, let's kick it over to Guy. Thanks for the music, Guy. Mm-hmm.